Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Planning People, the podcast about financial planning. I'm Charles Wormsley, news editor at New Model Advisor magazine. And in this episode, we will once again be talking about our very special Great Advice, Great Profession edition of the magazine. Today, I'm very pleased to have Nutmeg's Head of Financial Advice, Lisa Kaplan, in the studio to discuss how technology will change the relationship between clients and advisors. Um, So first of all, Lisa, I wanted to ask you about what Nutmeg has been doing in this area. Well, Nutmeg has been, you know, offered a simple advice solution for for some years. We've had uh, advice permissions from the FCA since 2016. Um, What's new lately is that in October last year, we introduced a one-to-one advice service. I mean, I come from the world of financial advice. I know the value it adds to people. And I was interested in what we can do at Nutmeg to make that a a better experience for people through using technology. Yeah. And and so how have you used technology in in the advice process? Um, There are two main ways. Um, I would say sort of separate... Can I sort of preface that by saying yes, that we sort of came at it with a, a blank slate, sort of with a nutmeg view, sort of creative and what can we do in the space? Um, the first part of the ad- advice journey is obviously fact finding, yeah. finding out the key information about customers. And we do that via an online form, which you know, is a, a good customer experience. And that basically populates a fact find, which we use when we then speak to the customer um, and you know, iterate on, on that. Um, I was pleasantly surprised by the amount of care and time that customers actually spent filling it in. Okay. Um, we had some very nice open questions like, what are you looking for from this experience? Yeah. And I find that's really useful in people saying, well, this is really what I want. And then you can answer that question. So that's the first part of the technology. But also we use the Nutmeg algorithms really to work out which portfolio is right for the customer. It's the same logic um, that we have online um, in terms of choosing the portfolio that we use when giving advice. We think it's there's no reason for it to be different. If it works online, it works in the one-to-one okay. world. Okay. And I mean, how, how has that affected your relationship with clients, would you say? Because obviously you've had experience before in a non-nutmeg firm yeah. about with, with clients. So what would you say is different between the two experiences? Um, I, what's different is oh, it's, it's difficult to say. I just have to think about specific no, people who, I've, who I've, I've spoken to. Um, I think um, in my life before Nutmeg, when I was advising people, I had people who were assigned to me and I you know, knew them well over a long period of time, um, but I would only speak to them occasionally. Yeah. Um, I find with the advice service at Nutmeg, I'm speaking to people a lot more frequently. Okay, that's interesting. Um, but it starts and then it's, it's, it's finished. It's not like an ongoing yeah. relationship. I'm always there if people want to speak to me, of course, but um, it's a job and it gets done and then um, we look after their, their assets 
in you know it's the investment team who doing the job as discretionary wealth managers for the assets yeah running the portfolios if you will so what is your role would you say then as the advisor in this process if you have the investment team running the you know, the algorithm side what do you offer and you when you speak to these clients um a lot it's strange a lot of people just want to talk to a human being yeah um they um and I don't actually go on to advise them. I'll sort of guide them and explain the system and the process and tell them what their options are because I, I know what they need to know yeah. and I'll tell them. And then they're more than happy to make their own decisions and they leave happily and that's great. And that's really, it's rewarding for me as well because I've helped someone really quickly. And I enjoy dealing with people very much. That's what yeah. I did in an advice. And actually I really welcome it again. And uh, now that I'm at Nutmeg dealing with people, you really get a sense of what's important to them. Um, but I'm forgetting what you actually asked me now, what the question was, which was what do you... Okay, yes. So often people don't really have, you know, the whole financial planning aspect of it. Yes. The, what context does that investment decision live in? Yes. What are they trying to achieve, both with a particular goal and overall with their finances? And my role is putting that investment decision in that context, um, which um, can be done online, but just with one goal, not overall, the whole context of the person. Um, so we do, I do that. Um, often people don't, don't really have a good understanding of what their financial future would look like. Okay. Um, so it's really a financial planning job to say, well, you're well set on your road to retirement. You could actually spend more or you need to invest more to achieve your retirement goals. Um, and having the sensitivity to deliver those messages uh, uh, tactfully yeah. to people as well is, yeah. is important. Um, so, so would you say technology has changed much in that, in that regard for you in terms of it's able to show you perhaps a different analysis of clients' goals? Um, the technology does a lot of the repetitive work. Yeah. That doesn't really, doesn't need a person to add the, to add the value. Okay, so it frees up your it time. It frees up my time. And I can talk about what's really important rather than uh, fussing about things. Yes. Really. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, one term that we, we always hear when we talk about this kind of business model is robo-advice. Uh, is that what you offer or would you prefer to call it something else? We really don't like the term robo-advice. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of pejorative. Um, we're not robots. Yeah. Um, I'm one of, uh, I think it's 190 people um, at Natmeg. Okay, some of them are engineers and are doing the, the coding and stuff, but there's 20 people in customer services. There are three of us in the advice team. Yeah. And there's the, the, most of all the investment team as well who are making human decisions yeah. aided by technology about the portfolios. So they'll, we'll have you know, the computer checking to see if there's drift and correcting for drift, but then there's still... Certainly, if you're in one of our fully managed portfolios, the investment team, humans, are making, doing the research and making decisions, strategic decisions about the, allocate, the investment allocation. Um, so I, I reject the term, robo-advice. Yeah. Um, we would prefer digital wealth manager, digital investments. Um, if you don't come through the advice service, the onboarding is completely through the through digital. Yeah. I mean, 
But still, people often phone now. We have thousands of interactions a month with our customer service team. Um, some of it is, is uh, tire kicking, I've got you know, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but they're reasonable, very reasonable questions. So it sounds to me a bit then that the whole, the actual relationship side with the client um, is still very much uh, a, non, a non-digital one, that things haven't changed so much on, on that side of things. Is that kind of fair enough? Or? I think um, I think we, we're a tech firm. Yeah. Uh, we, technology is what we're really good at. UX, user experience is what yeah. we're designing that into. We are really good at that, and that works for a lot of people, and it's given us a really scalable business. I still think there's a role for humans that people get, some people are reassured by that and it makes them feel more comfortable and that's an important aspect of a, of a investment relationship or a customer relationship, I, I think. Um, and something that I, I want to do at Nutmeg is to make it feel more human. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's not even speaking to someone. Sometimes that's just having more pictures of people or a sort of a, a tone of voice and communication and things like that. Um, and um, in terms of your kind of client base, are we talking about young people or is it a wider spread? Just because often when you hear it, talk of uh, digital wealth management, it's the millennial market. It's, it's that kind of uh, new up and coming market. Is that correct, or would you say there's more of a widespread? Um, no, it's not. It's not correct. Um, yes, being technology, yes, there's an appeal to millennials. But if you look at who our customers are at Nuremberg, I think the average age is around forty. Okay. So compared to traditional wealth advice, the average age might be around fifty, perhaps. So it is a bit younger. Um, but it's not millennial. No. We have a lot of millennials, make no mistake, but we have a very wide spread of age and also in terms of size of portfolio. Uh, some of them are, are very big and some of them are much smaller. Yeah. But I think that's a good thing. I think you, don't, you shouldn't need to have a big portfolio to have good quality asset management advice and all that stuff. And I think it's really good that we can offer this to everybody. That said, we have some pretty big uh, portfolios. It was good to ask you on that, actually, on the uh, the big um, portfolios. Do you find there's maybe a bit of ever any kind of worry about people trusting big money to a tech firm, essentially? Or do you think that's something people are kind of getting more comfortable with nowadays? I, th- I think, you know, I experienced it in that maybe People are pretty comfortable about it. Yeah. I think they'll do a lot of due diligence. Yes. Um, and I have, you know, if they want to come to the office and see yeah. the 190 desks, they're very welcome to do so. But um, we have people who, who, you know, we've done research. Do you want, you know, uh, someone at Nutmeg to talk to? And, and some people have said, no, actually, I really appreciate not having to talk to anybody. That's what I would prefer. And we respect that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when it comes to dealing with um, sort of clients on on um, an advised basis, um, would you say there's much? Uh, I'm trying to work out how to phrase this, but I guess much um, uh, difference between how you would deal with them, as in without the technology. What, what would you say the technology adds in that um, regard? <sighs> In the traditional advice world, you can't really cost-effectively deal with a customer without a pretty significant portfolio. Yeah. It's just not profitable. 
I have complete respect for the industry. I don't think anybody's, you know, it's expensive. Yeah. And technology helps with that. And it enables us to give good advice to people with smaller portfolios. We're still charging. So I think by, its, by that nature, people with very small amounts of money probably won't be that keen. Yeah. But we're definitely dealing with smaller some are smaller, some are bigger. It's, yeah, it's, it's a mix. Well, it's a mix. I'm very happy that we're able to deal with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So you feel like you're addressing the advice gap as a concept? Uh, yes, I wish I could do more. But it's part, it, it is, you know, I, I think it's a real shame. I know how advice can help people make better financial decisions, put themselves in a better situation. And I'm, I'm quite proud that we're able to do that for people who otherwise wouldn't have access to advice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, out of interest, um, I'm sure some people who are listening know this, but how much do you charge for advice? We charge £350, £350. including £350. that, and that's beginning to end. And that's a one-off transaction. Do you have any ongoing advice, it, or does it tend to be just one-off? It's, 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 I say to people, you know, um, we have an online review process every yeah. year, which they can do without any charge, any yeah. cost. If they want to speak to me, they're very welcome to do so. Um, I'll have a chat, of course, yeah. with someone. But if I have to advise them again, I would charge them again. Yeah. Yes. And do you have many people coming back to you at all? We have... Um, it hasn't been going for that long. Yes, I've had yes. a couple of people who I've done two pieces of work for. So I've done the initial planning piece, yeah. if you like, um, and then I've come back to review something. Or I've done so. There are a couple of people who I've done two bits of work for, if you like. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, and I mean, you, you mentioned when we we're talking about the advice gap, um, the idea that um, obviously not everyone can serve. Not every advisor can serve everyone. Um, but if you are kind of a smaller firm, perhaps, um, I mean, how could a traditional advisor use technology in a way that isn't you know, specifically digital wealth management? What can they do to um, improve the relationships they have with their clients? Um, I, mean, I think there's technology out there that people can use. And I think increasingly firms are using technology. Yeah. It's, it's not that the robots are taking over. It's that the people no. are using the robots well yeah. to do the, the repetitive stuff. It's just the reminders about contacting people when and all that sort of stuff, which is really useful. Um, and, I mean, on that point, um, do you think – where do you think we're heading with this technology, the, the robots taking over? Is that something that we're going to see, that we're going to see actual AI advice? Um. We're trying. Yeah, <laughs> We're working on it. Um, I think for some people who have particular aspects about their situation that are complex, may involve different domiciles and intergenerational transfer and all that sort of stuff, it could be that they always need a person because it's very complicated. Yeah. Um, I... I don't think we should be scared of things like AI that can actually be helpful, but it has to be trained well and you have to have a degree of just checking that it's doing what you want it to yeah. do. Um, 
I think um, technology can really enhance things. Um, so I think it's it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, particularly if it enables more people to get help making financial decisions. Yeah. And so do you think perhaps its biggest advantage for advisors um, will be the time being freed up so that they can have these closer relationships with clients in terms of actually visiting them instead of filling out paperwork and doing that? I think also it's just the, the quick... The quick communication. It's yes, just, yes. It's, it's, it's remembering and knowing and just fe- all feeling very familiar. Um, I don't think it's necessarily visiting people. People always like yeah. face-to-face. But we, we uh, I saw some research recently. Yes, people like face-to-face and then they like telephone. Yeah. They don't like video. Oh, really? Because we were thinking, oh, maybe we should do video. But the research is like people aren't, they actually prefer telephone. We, we've heard a few people, they launch these Skype advice services, but I do always wonder how popular those really are as a concept. Um, I once had a video as a customer with, yeah. with, with Nationwide, I think oh, yeah. it was. I was trying to open something up for one of my children or something. Um, it was fine, it, you know. But it works. It, 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 I don't know what it added, yeah. actually, to me talking to someone on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, but I think um, that's certainly what I've enjoyed at, at Nutmeg is quickly being able to delve into the important things yeah. with people. Yeah, um, and there's one area that I'm you know, interested in, um, kind of on a kind of a personal thing. I've been researching a little bit is how social media has had an impact on relationships and changing how people communicate with others. I mean, have you seen this come through in advice at all? How do you think there's a that people are more willing to use kind of emails and things like that for personal information now? Or is it still very much that they want to actually talk to someone, be it over the phone or face-to-face? Um, it varies for the people I've dealt yeah. with. Some people are amazingly open on email. They just really? send me this stuff on email and I have to reply and password protect and encrypt. And they say, really, do you have to? And I said, yes, really, I have to. Um other people, um, of some one person in particular, is very cautious about uh, protecting their data and encrypting yeah. things. Um, and some people just like to talk on the phone. It's just easy and it's fine. Um, I think it's they always need to hear, I think I could be wrong, but that my feeling, people like to hear my voice. Yeah. Um, but once that's done, I've dealt with people through a mixture of email and um um, telephone. I wouldn't use um, social media. It's it's it's. I hate to sound so traditional, but the fact is, I can't keep the the trail. Yes. In yes. social media, I've got to have everything in one place. Um, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't really be that keen on on that kind of thing. Um, and not that that sounds. Not, I'm not unkeen. It's just it's got to work in terms I, of the trail. No, I know yeah. really what you mean. You don't want to lose track of where where you're sending stuff. And yeah. There's always a worry of who's who's actually watching on that. Yeah. Um, um, great. Um, well, thank you very much, Lisa, for coming in. Oh, thank I, you, Charles. Uh, don't have anything more to ask you today on this, but um, I um, enjoyed that conversation, and I hope everyone listening did. Um, as ever, if you are listening and enjoyed this, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, um, and just keep an ear out for our future podcasts.